We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is January 17th, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on, man? Not much. Uh, just had a pretty normal Sunday today, um, but yesterday got to take a little day date to a small downtown area, like thirty minutes away from Omaha. Um, they have like uh, this place where you can do like you know wine tastings, cider. They make cider, they can it, all this kind of stuff. Um, it's called Glacial Till. Uh, went there for a little day date yesterday with some shops. So Lauren was shopping around there and uh, went and did that. Had some hot chocolate as well. So it was, uh, it was a good time yesterday. Not too far from here. So it was a nice little place. Really quiet because it's a small place, but it's it, it was it was really nice. Really good place for a day date. So I, I feel good. I feel good. And, and the magic got, you know, a win. So as much as like I know you love spending time with Lauren and I love spending time with my wife. I would do almost anything else on the planet rather than go shopping with her. I'm there. Yeah, I, I agree. It just happens to be the most boring thing but, in the world to but do with someone else. You know, the way that you get out of it is for anybody that's a husband or a boyfriend, you got to be the most boring shopping partner ever. And I am. Do you like this? Oh, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Do you Do you like this? I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, sure. It looks great. <laughs> Looks great, right? Should we get this? I I don't know. You decide. That's that's it. And then you're and not helping. We Just left. Go. We left, and Lauren was like, "I can't wait to bring my mom here when they come visit in a couple months." And I was like, "Why? Because she's a better shopping partner than me." She's like, "Well, she's a little more engaging." And I was like, "Yes, I know. Fair I enough. know." So, uh, people that follow us on um, social media, maybe this is more for the folks that don't follow us on social media. So. Oh, I was not happy about um I, I had a great weekend. Let me just start with that, but I was not happy that I had to miss my first two magic games um in over 2 years. My wife, uh the company that she works for had a big conference in Atlanta and um her boss um who you know we're really good friends with 
was gracious enough to like bring all the husbands along mm. to Atlanta. So we got to me and you know the guys got to hang out in downtown Atlanta. But um, in the evening, when my wife wasn't working, you know we were kind of socializing with all the people from her company and you know the doctors that she works for and the CEO of her company. So. I couldn't unfortunately just be sitting, you know, at the the table at dinner or mm. in the corner by myself, you know, at the kind of after party, if you will, watching uh, the Magic games. So, I our flight coming back today was delayed. So the time that I had carved out to actually watch uh, the the games from this week, I didn't get the chance to do that. But luckily enough, we have a great team here at the Six Man Show. Kevin stepped up, Luke stepped up. Those guys kind of took over the social media accounts. Um, how was that, Luke? How was making your like? Uh, I don't think that's the first time that you've done that, but uh, no, it's been a while. Kind of getting back on the the horse. Yeah, it's been a while, and I, I think that uh, you know there was a couple things that got drummed up a little engagement um, during the game. One of them being about uh, Gary Harris, who we have touched on, I believe. In our most recent episode, I did, I did uh, not sign off on this tweet, by the way. Yeah, you didn't. Um, and that's you know that's a bigger. I, I had the reins yesterday, so I could say what I wanted, Fine. right? So I was like, I, I feel like I should delete this, but no, I'll just <laughs> let it go. So and it, it got it got good engagement, whether it was likes or or replies. And I, I said, y'all, I'm sorry, but Gary Harris has me under a spell. I really want him on this team long term. I'm sorry. I'm actually not sorry, even though I said I'm sorry twice in that tweet. He has just. It's been completely different than he was at the beginning of the year, like we t- said before. I don't know if it's health, getting better, whatever it might be. He's been so good during our 10-game losing streak. Yeah, he's yeah, been phenomenal. This team sucks, Jonathan, okay? <laughs> this man is knocking down shots, and that's all I can ask for. Yeah, fair enough. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, well, we're going to go through uh, the weekly State of the Magic, and, and then I am you know, going to heavily rely on Luke here for the recaps. Um, I watched you know, quite a bit of the, the Hornets game, and I saw some you know extracurriculars took place during the Mavericks game, and we're going to really get into um, all of that. So uh, this week, your Magic went 1-2. Uh, and two. 
with a loss on Wednesday at Washington. Covered that on our uh, Thursday episode. Then a win at Charlotte to break the 10-game losing streak. They won that game 116-109 to and then lost Saturday night in Dallas 108-92 to in which by all accounts, if you just look at the schedule, that is what they call a scheduled loss. I think that might be arguably the worst kind of like back-to-back that we've had all season. If you go back to the first week of the season, you know, you're at New York and then at Miami on the October the 24th and October the 25th. So that was kind of rough, but especially when you're kind of like crossing time zones Mm -hmm. and you're going from Charlotte on Friday to Dallas on Saturday, really, really didn't appreciate that. It just felt like a scheduled loss and that's kind of what happened. We'll talk more about the Mavericks game in a bit, but Luke, Tell me about the Hornets game, man. I watched the fourth quarter, which was a lot of fun, but I know there were like 20-plus lead changes in mm. this game. Yeah. By all accounts, I was so mad because, of course, the first game that I miss in two years is like super fun. We break <laughs> a 10-game losing streak. Franz looks great. Jalen's back. Mo Wagner is awesome in the fourth quarter. So tell me tell me about the Hornets game. What I miss? Yeah, so... Beginning of the uh, fourth or like so essentially the first quarter was one of the most fun first quarters that I've seen from this team in a long time. The defense wasn't awesome, but uh, from an offensive standpoint, the output they were having, they were trailing by one of the first 36 to 35. Um, and then kind of the second and third quarter, they, you know, essentially the, the Hornets beat the Magic by one point in each quarter there. Yeah. First three quarters, Magic trail by one, basically. Yeah, so going into that fourth quarter, I was I was nervous because I was like, they're they're on the road, even though we play better on the road technically, um, and we've played the most road games by the way uh, in the in the league so far. Um, but going into that, the Hornets start out that fourth quarter looking terrible, like they can't buy a bucket, and and those are the times where the Magic need to you know, not just take that and not do much with it offensively. You know, they're playing good defense. The Hornets can't buy a bucket. The Magic instead go on a 15-2 to run. Now, that was a, a, a big turning point, obviously, in the game. But the next turning point came with, like, six minutes to go. I believe the Hornets hit a three in the corner um, to go down, like, six. Or, f- like, five or six, I think. So, at that point, the, the arena's going nuts for for charlotte and i'm thinking this is the beginning of the end for the magic this is where the magic just fold and the you know the the old habits rear their ugly head and this is where the magic lose this game but mo wagner and franz wagner had different ideas in the final five minutes of that game man franz had a ridiculously sick Euro the baseline. Yep, the baseline Euro where he sliced through like three defenders, I think. Yeah. And and got to the bucket. Uh, Mo had uh, one of his own, not necessarily in that fourth quarter. I can't remember, but it was throughout that game. Had one of his own, and it looked a little bit like Franz's Euro step. So it was good to see. And and Mo does his thing as well in those final minutes. It was just it, it was a really fun game, and I'm very relieved that Orlando was able to win it. And Jalen Suggs. Makes his return. Plays, I think, 20, 24, 22 minutes. Um, 22 minutes, I believe. And and looked pretty good. And we can kind of talk about that after, you know, at whatever point you want to do that, Jonathan. But but he looked uh, he looked polished. He didn't look, you know, too rusty aside from turnovers. 
Um, looks like he'd really been kind yeah. of working on his on his game in that time that he's been out. Yeah, he looks uh, he looks like he's been working on his conditioning a bit. He, he looks just a a little bit slimmer. Um, you know, kind of looked to be moving around a little bit better than he had. Uh, you know, his you know first you know couple of you know stretch mm-hmm. of, of the season there. But it was good to see him getting you know get it going. You know, offensively he had a couple of big buckets in the fourth, um, but six turnovers. I want to say that that is mostly rust, but it's been a problem for him yeah. the entire season so far. So, but I mean, when you have guys you know like Mo and and Franz both go off, you know the brothers, nineteen from for Franz, eight of eleven from the floor, incredibly efficient. Mo twenty six points on seventeen shots. Um, really just doing it all was dunking on guys, you know, um, there, getting to the rim, yeah. hitting threes, there was, especially, you know, in the fourth quarter. There was nobody on the roster, Jonathan, with with a in the plus or minus department with a double-digit plus unless your last name was Wagner. Yeah. Uh, to give you an idea, the Magic win by seven, obviously. Um, Okiki minus six, Rolo minus four, Cole Anthony plus four. It was a pretty common thing to be anywhere between like minus six and, and plus four for the magic that night. Unless you were Franz Wagner who had a plus 24, uh, there on the court. That's not nothing. And Mo Wagner plus 11 who Mo just, I mean, 50% from three, uh, 26 points on 17 shots, which is good. 11 for 17 from the field. Franz, 8 of 11 from the field. I mean, they they looked they looked really good. And they it was really cool getting to continue. It. That's one of the cool things about them being brothers, obviously, is like seeing them play off of each other out of the pick and roll, whatever it might be. Franz had a gorgeous pass, um, uh, a gorgeous pass during the game. Um I think it was to Jalen, if I'm not mistaken. Franz was playing out of the pick and roll with, I believe, with Mo, um, and then he hits, you know, Jalen just on a cut there. And I mean, they Jalen made a perfect cut. It was beautiful. They uh, they looked they looked really good that night, uh, aside from the first quarter defensively too. So, well, it was good, you know, to to get the win. Obviously, you know, we're talking about ten straight losses before that. In this game, though, Cole Anthony, who's been struggling lately offensively. Eight points, two of eight from the floor. Like, luckily, you've got the the brothers Wagner kind of putting in work and carrying the load offensively. But um, I don't like. We saw the alley oop from Jalen to um, Cole, which was like, or Franz to Cole rather. Yeah. Which like Cole like really got up there, but recently it's like he doesn't look quite as explosive as he normally does. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, the last three weeks this kid's been dealing with a right ankle sprain and a left ankle sprain. I don't know if it's that or if the you know if it's the shooting that's just kind of coming back to, you know down to earth but uh we would really like to see Cole Anthony kind of regain the form that he had you know the first you know few months of the season here yep uh also so, shout out Gary Harris 6 of 14 4 of 12 from 3 uh 18 <laughs> points the other night so against the Hornets so yeah, shout out Gary Gary, Gary is has definitely been doing his thing very good player uh we just have you know difference in opinions <laughs> on you know kind of the long term uh, you know, role that he has on the team. He probably has but, a difference of opinion than I do about his long role, long time role on the team too. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, probably. Luke, t- tell me what happened in in the Mavericks game. Like looking at the box score, the thing that jumps out to me is the Mavericks shooting thirty eight free throws in this game, which is absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, w- there's another ridiculous like, stat. What um, and so there's another ridiculous stat to go in there. I will start out by saying I made. 
the terrible mistake. I don't know. We were coming off a win. I was, you know, heading the social media last night. I said, I've got a good feeling about this game, and I can't explain it. It was right before tip-off, Jonathan. And then I quote-tweeted it to give you guys an idea. Uh, not long after, I quote-tweeted and said, I no longer have a good feeling. Mavs up 14-4. to And that really, there was no, like, from that point where the Mavs go up 14-4, to Jonathan, there was no time where the Magic closed the gap. They they just, they didn't look good at all. Um, it, and they just kind of... You know, as far as like the second, third, and fourth quarter, Magic score and this get outscored by three in the second quarter, outscored by five in the third quarter, outscored by or they win the fourth quarter by one. Um, there was never a time, you know, after you go down nine at the end of the first quarter, and really ten early in the game, there was never a time where it felt like the Magic are in this game. There, there just was no no point that that happened. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, there were there were some bright spots. Robin Lopez came in and scored 16 points in 17 minutes. So that was pretty ridiculous. He went 8 of 9 from the field, Jonathan. Mo Wagner, again, had a had a pretty good game. 16 points, 5 of 6 from the field, 2 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 steals. Um, and Jalen Suggs played 2 more minutes than he did the game prior, and he looked good. I mean, he, he had 16 points. He uh, once again, you know, had – he had – you know, the night before he didn't, but last night he had more turnovers and assists, three turnovers to his two assists. Um, RJ Hampton had, uh, you know, had the most memorable assists, had two assists, uh, both of them being lobs, threw one, uh, threw one up top, uh, I believe to Jalen, and then um, later to Mo. So they, and also last night, Jonathan, the people decided they're officially done with Mo Bamba, by the way. They, it, it was a general yeah. consensus that he just did not look like he was really caring. And uh, three of nine from the floor from Bamba, it just it wasn't a good look for Mo last night, only playing 17 minutes. Yeah, I mean, we can we can talk about this a little bit, I guess, but like Mo, it seemed like had really benefited the beginning of the year with kind of, it's not really a change of scenery, but a change of coaching staff mm-hmm. going from, Steve Clifford to Jamal Mosley. You know, we saw the videos of him working out with Coach Mosley, um, you know, kind of before, you know, training camp and all of that. And he looked great in preseason, looked great to start the year, and now has just kind of almost like reverted back to, you know, what he was before, just not playing with a lot of energy, not being efficient offensively. Like with Mo, if the three point shot isn't falling, he almost gives you nothing offensively. Yeah. Like sure, he's a, a great you know rim protector and everything like that, but there are still times where he is chasing blocks and chases after a block, and you know weak side is wide open for a layup. You you so. you want to know how you know the window is is closing for a player, Jonathan? The way you know the window's closing is when you're still saying that you see flashes from them in year yeah. four. Uh, he and 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 his flashes can come in games. They last all game, but it just kind of it, it's discouraging because you think that, like you said, with like with that coaching change, he seemed to be playing harder. He was you know meaning more to the team, but he just hasn't grown enough. I don't think that he's good enough in the post. Like you said, I, I think he knows he's not good not, enough. In he's the not post. good at all in the post. Not it's not not good it, enough. He's not it, good it, at all. Right, which is he's, why he like, hangs out around he'll the get perimeter. A mismatch of like. Tyler Hero on him right. or, or Dante DiVincenzo and he can't post them up and, and get to the rim. 
Um, yeah, it's really a, a problem. I did for I, a center. It really is, and kind of uh, you talked about in the post, Jalen Suggs against the Hornets. I don't know if you saw it. Um, he it had Terry Rozier on his back, and Jalen was able to get position, back him down into the middle of the lane. And just overpower him, be out physical him, and get the shot off and make the shot. And he gave him a too little. He gave him a too little, Jonathan. And uh, I, Jalen Suggs, if he can, he just looks better. I know I've been critical. Uh, I'm still going I don't to be say critical. I told you so. Actually, no, I do want to tell you I told you so. And that day will come. I'm. I, we're not there yet. No. But there will come a day where I'm like, this kid is good. Hey, and I told turn, you so. turnover, turnovers come down. You might be telling me that sooner rather than later. He, the break, yeah. and he, I believe he said this, um, talked about how like it was a blessing in disguise, you know, having that time off. He got to really look at the tape and get down to what he needed to do better and be better at. And he's, it, it looks like he has embraced his physicality. Like the the one thing from Gonzaga, like even though he's a football player at Gonzaga, watching the tape. I just felt like he wasn't physical enough. Like he didn't drive hard enough and want the contact. He would try to elude the contact. Um, I think that he is now realizing that like, I don't need my handles right now. Like I need to work on my handles in the meantime, but I don't need it. If I can get out. Oh, well, yes. But my point is he has noted that he needs to work on it. I think because now he's just trying to out physical players of the guard position, which he can very much do. And I think yeah. that's the next part of his game is is becoming more physical. I think that it's a, a a switch that needed to be flipped for him. I think this time off gave him time to you know, like I said, sit down, look at everything. You know, otherwise, if you're healthy, you're just going, going, going. You're playing a game basically every other day, and you may not get enough time in the lab as you would want to. And Jalen Suggs seems to have gotten that time that he needed. As especially as a young player with such a fast-paced game, he could really sit back and just digest fully his first, you know, half of the season essentially for him. So I, I think that I, I mean I was I was impressed by by what I saw at Jalen Suggs. Like I said, again, the turnovers are still an issue, but I, I think that you know hopefully he can kind of tailor that next along with his handles. Um, now that he has kind of probably realized that that he needed to to work on that a little bit. Yeah. I think especially the game against Charlotte, um, most of the turnovers weren't like, um, like some of them were kind of bad, but not so much handle related. There were a couple that were, but mm-hmm. that was really an issue the first you know few months of the season there. And with Jalen right now, it's still just like the almost like the decision making. Like that's yeah. where we're still seeing the turnovers. He can make every pass when the pass is there, but he started. He is still kind of forcing. The pass when it's not there, but you are a hundred percent right. His strength and physicality. There are not many guards in the league that, if he gets it going downhill, are going to be able to stop that without fouling him. Mm-hmm. And that I think is going to be a big step for him as well. If he starts to get to like five or six free throw attempts per game, he's you know he's shooting above eighty percent you know from the free throw line on the year. So that's just going to you know help him increase the scoring you know a, a bit more. So it's great to see that. And I, I wanted to save this, I guess, for a little bit later, but Justin, it's you know two games, it's a small sample size, um, but in terms of the team's defensive rating, mm. looking at the month of December, the Magic were 25th in the NBA at 112.2 uh, points allowed per 100 possessions. Again, 25th in the league. 
so far two games uh, with Jalen back in the lineup. They are 12th in the league, 107.4 points allowed per 100 possessions. So it is a small sample size, uh, but I think we kind of all felt like that when Jalen was out, is that the team didn't really have like a real defensive strength on the perimeter. We were hoping at times that it would be Franz, and you know he wasn't exactly ready for that. Um, you know Cole has Cole has struggled there. Gary Harris hasn't exactly been the defensive stopper that we were hoping that he was going to be. But Jalen, I think that's really where he has the ability to make like an immediate difference. Like offensively, sure, like it, it's great to have that, but that hasn't necessarily been Orlando's problem this year. You know, a lot of nights, you know, they score with the best of them. You know, you put up 111 points if you give up 130. The game's over. It's a wrap. Right. So Jalen being able to, you know, I- increase uh, his impact defensively is going to be really great for this team. So far on the year, uh, the team is 7.6 points better uh, per 100 possessions defensively with Jalen on the floor, which ranks 93rd percentile for his position, according to cleaningtheglass.com. So yeah. great to see Jalen back. Glad that he's healthy. He just needs to stay healthy. Yeah. And I think we kind of had a feeling that the time off was, was going to be really good for him. Right. And for any, as for is going to be the case for any rookie, uh, I hope he doesn't. But if Franz Fogner has time off this year, uh, y'all are in trouble. Um, but what I want to say about Jalen Suggs and kind of the, the reason you can't just you know box score watch, Jalen had 16 last night, 7-11 from the field. The game was practically over the whole game. Um, the Mavs went 13 deep last night. That's how over the game felt in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jalen feasted in those times where it was like just kind of the the, the lower-level players uh, that he was going up against. So I, I want that to kind of be a caution in terms of like just being a lesson like, don't just box score watch. You you can't be like Jalen is better than he was and he came back and say that. You have to actually give examples and give context. But that being said, Jalen did look good as we have been saying, uh, and and I think that there's a lot. You know, there's obviously a room for improvement. But I'm hoping that Markell is back here soon and and that it can kind of return to normalcy. But it'll be not normal for them and and kind of getting them adjusted. Hopefully, they'll be able to do those and and continue to get better then. Guys, cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code 6th, that's S-I-X-T-H, for 20% off plus free shipping. And inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also comes equipped with a 4000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land 2022 looks to be. A grooming routine isn't complete without applying Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver before showing off your 2022 self. These unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body and are a big boost to your confidence into the new year. To complete the set, Manscaped threw in their Shed Travel Bag and Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs as free gifts to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. 
Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 6 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code 6 S-I-X-T-H. It's New Year, no pubes in 2022 with Manscaped. Uh, Luke, one last thing I want to talk and touch on about the Mavericks game is the a uh, little, uh, you know, the extracurriculars between Moritz Wagner and, and Luka Doncic. Kind of walk me through what happened. Was that something that was like kind of building up through the game? Because the game was decided right at at the point that this occurred. Uh, you know, Jalen Suggs, you know, kind of barrels into Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. draws the foul, scores the basket. Mo Wagner screaming <laughs> and one in Luka's face and then turning at the last second so he doesn't get teed up. Right. Clearly got underneath Luka's skin. Luka's, you know, pushing him and, you know, who the F are you and right. acting like he's crying when Luka is. Like, I like Luka a lot, but I was like, why are you being a little, like literally being a crybaby? You're you're accusing Mo of crying and Mo is, could not be less bothered. Right. Yeah. I, I think Mo is someone that like, even if you don't see it throughout the game, you know, you can know he's talking and he's been talking and talking and talking and you know, Lucas says, who the F are you? You know, that doesn't just come from one comment. No. He's been hearing him talk for quarters at this point. And he's like, bro, who the F are you? Why do you keep talking? Like, why while are you while here? He's on the floor, you know he's talking while he's on the bench. Yeah. And and Mo is just like, someone posed the question last night. It might have been um, might have been Adam, uh, Papa Giorgio. He, he said something like, he is Mo Wagner is the best troll, magic troll since blank. And some people were saying, you know, Matt Barnes uh, being one of them. Obviously, we know Matt Barnes, his biggest troll moment was trying to, you know, fake pass Kobe. That was not a troll moment. Uh, he got <laughs> he got owned hard. Tries to, to fake a pass to Kobe right to his head and Kobe doesn't Chris, flinch. Chris Duhon's up there. Chris Duhon's up there. But Mo Wagner... I think is is gonna quickly take the cake. This guy, they're good. The refs are always looking at him now. Like they they knew this about him. He talks. They don't hesitate to tee him up. It's uh, it, it's a it's a real thing. Mo Wagner is officially and has been the team troll. But last night it it made the game worth it, right? It was just something that like I needed it in that in that point in time. I needed it after what I've been put through. I'm sure there are guys like if you go back that have really gotten underneath, you know, other guys' skin. Um, but in terms of like in the time that I've really been following this team, which is mostly like the last season of Tracy McGrady throughout like the Dwight Howard era, I don't remember anybody being able to do it with the efficiency that Mo Wagner does it because it it literally seems every game that he gets significant minutes, it's he's getting chippy with somebody. Oh yeah, he doesn't you know? care. We were at uh, the season opener in Orlando versus the Knicks, and Mo Kevin uh, producer Kevin can attest to this. Mo Wagner was talking trash to everyone. Was talking trash to uh, Julius Randle. Was talking trash to Tibbs, like Tom <laughs> Thibodeau, and Tom even Tom Thibodeau was like, "Who the f is this guy? <laughs> like nobody nobody knows who you are. Shut your mouth." Yeah, and he doesn't care. My favorite thing about Mo is he instigates and then instantly acts completely innocent. Right. Screaming in Luca's face, and then again he's pushing. He's like, "I'm, I'm walking away. I'm just, I have nothing to do with this." Mo, and that's how you do it because it's always the guy that reacts. That, exactly. That gets the call. That's what I was gonna say. Mo Wagner has learned that if I am going to troll and try to get under people's skin, 
I need to get in and get out. Yep. Like a quick UFC fighter. I need to get in and get out. And Sh- Sugar Shane. Sugar Sean, but yes. Sugar Sean, whatever that, get, whatever the rainbow haired dude's name is. Don't you disrespect him right now. Um but uh but yeah, no, I mean that that's what Mo does. He he does something and he just like walks away, puts his head down, looks like he doesn't even know who Luka Doncic is, doesn't never seen him in his life. Uh there was one other thing in the game that I wanted to say that was absolutely absurd, and I'm sure someone could find the stats somewhere, but I just don't, you know, feel like putting in that time. The Magic outscored Dallas sixty to thirty-two, Jonathan, in the paint, and still managed to lose this game by sixteen points. Yeah, it's like, I, I mean they, they were just they were destroying Dallas in the paint. Sixty of the ninety-two points were in the paint. The Magic shoot forty-eight percent from the field to the Dallas to Dallas is forty-one. Uh, the they shoot the biggest thing was the free throws. I mean the Mavericks yeah, shoot, shoot twenty two less free throws than the other team. Like yeah, you can just you can like with a sharpie just right. mark in that double digit loss. That's ridiculous. And Dallas has did out rebound by ten. Uh, just kind of looking through it, the Magic had seventeen turnovers to Dallas's ten. There was a lot of of things in this game that that pointed to a loss, and. Like I said, it was it was over from the beginning, man. It was terrible. Yeah. One thing that I wanted to ask, one last thing about Mo Wagner, mm. because Mo has kind of like played in in like spurts this season where there'd be like you know a handful of games where he's really involved, and then he'll kind of be out of the lineup for a little bit, and just you know due to COVID or injuries, will kind of be in and out, like back and forth. But the minutes that Mo does get, like it seems like he's a pretty um, consistent contributor. And right now, it hates it hurts me to even ask this, but <laughs> we look at Mo Wagner, we look at Chuma Okiki, Mo Wagner averaging seven point three, Chuma seven point two. When you look at their efficiency, Mo Wagner shooting forty eight percent from the floor, Chuma thirty four. Mo is shooting thirty five percent from three, Chuma is twenty five percent from three. Effective field goal percentage, Mo Wagner fifty eight point three, Chuma forty one point nine. Like it's bad when I'm like, oh, would I rather have Mo Wagner right now or Chuma Okiki? I I thought because at good. least at least Mo gives you something every night, which is the the factor that he's able to get underneath guy's skin. He brings that edge, and he plays super hard with a lot of energy every night. Yeah. I don't think you can ever like accuse Chuma of not trying, but the energy isn't always super high, and offensively he's really really struggled yeah uh i thought you were gonna pose mo bomba or mo fogner but oh gosh, that's fine no, that's, too that's not fair either <laughs> but uh yeah i mean i don't know like i don't know if mo wagner in like large doses yeah would would still be productive i don't I, it's a weird thing because i like you said when he gets his moments of like a stretch of two games or so with 20 plus minutes it's like maybe maybe this is something but i'd really have to see an elongated stretch of like 20 plus minute games from mo fogner to really be on board because right now he's averaging 12 minutes a game and hasn't started a game obviously i don't know i would just say 
I don't know, man. I, I, it's just hard for me to say, like, Jamal Mosley wouldn't be playing him more if he, like, thought that he was good enough to do that. I think he is great for, like, in a pinch situations, and I'd like to keep him on the raw. Ro- I, I would love, if I'm building a playoff roster for the Magic with the pool of players that I've got right now, I would, I would love Mo Wagner to be on the team. Just for the fact of, like, bench support in terms of, like, from the bench you know, supporting the players and getting under people's skin. He's got like the playoff atmosphere. Mo Wagner fits perfectly for, for like that type of tone. I want him on my team in the playoffs, not necessarily to play a lot. Maybe play 15 minutes, maybe, maybe 10, but, but just to be there, I think Mo Wagner serves a very specific purpose. And I think that it's, it's probably not going to be in those large doses though. I think part of the problem with Mo is just like he's like a tweener, if you will. Yeah. Like is he no, a definitely. four? Is he a five? Not quite big enough to be a five. Doesn't he's, really move well enough to be a four. Yeah. And listed that's, as a five. Yeah. Exactly. So for so, what that's worth, this was but, more an indictment yeah. on just how disappointing Chumo Kiki has been this year, more so than how good Mo Wagner has been. But no, yeah. When you look at the two of those and you're like, you know what? They're they're kind of giving you similar production. That is not what we expected this year with Chuma Okiki and really hoping that he it, um, is able to turn around because it, like, we should officially be concerned about Chuma. Dude, I'm, it, it, is, it is a big reason why the whole like Gary Harris or RJ slash Chuma thing was a thing for me. I, I think that I am I'm, I'm definitely concerned about Chuma. Um, RJ showing flashes. I think he's young. I think that... but. Chuma, I don't know when it's going to click for him. I don't know when that moment's going to be. I don't know what he needs around him to be better. I don't I don't know what to supply Chuma Okiki with to get the best Okiki that that we can, you know, get. It's so weird because last year it was like, "Oh my god, he doesn't always produce, but his feel is so good." And now it's like he almost has no feel for the game. It's like what is what is happening? What happened to Chuma? He's in the studio. So, I I guess making <laughs> making bangers. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. Last thing, Luke. Let's talk about the the week to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Monday, you got a a nice little uh, home stretch coming up here. But Monday, you're home for Portland. Then you're on the road um, at Philadelphia. Then you're home for the the Lakers. And then you are home on Sunday for the Bulls. Uh, those two games starts a five game homestand for the Magic the following week Wednesday. Friday, Sunday, you're home for the Clippers, the Pistons, and the Dallas Mavericks. Glad that we got that 10-game losing streak off our back. Uh, But Luke, versus Portland at Philadelphia, versus the Lakers, and then versus the Bulls. What do you think uh, happens this week for the Magic? I am going, my biggest prediction, I'm not going to take credit, but I also don't know who said it. Saw it on Twitter. Markel Fultz making his de- making his debut Friday against the Los Angeles Lakers, the team that please he <laughs> yeah, exactly he uh, we we need it for our the, the team needs it for their morale coming off that huge losing streak. Glad they're able to snap it, but it'll be very nice if he can be in the building, not just in the building. But on the court uh, for that game Friday, I 
So what did we go this past week? We went uh, one and two. One and two. So I think it's a. I think it's a. We're one going and- two and two. Send it. We win Friday against the Lakers when Markel comes back, and we wow. beat Portland. And we beat Portland. Let's We're get taking it. down the fighting Anthony Simons, huh? Taking him down. Taking him down. Taking down. The, okay, I'm. Because we're counting the Bulls game for the week, right? That's what that, that factored into your, your oh, prediction. Yeah, there. yeah, we're 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 gonna lose to the Bulls again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna say one and three. I'm gonna say that uh, this all hinges on Markel coming back on Friday. I'm gonna say yeah. the Magic beat the uh, the Lakers on Friday, and they go one and three on the week. Yeah. Definitely. Well, CJ, CJ McCollum might be back for that game. I know he was dealing with the collapsed lung, mm. and they were saying that it's healed. I'm pulling up the Blazers. Uh, no, he's going to be reevaluated. Um, well, no, he was reevaluated. I don't know if CJ might be back for that game. So that might change my mind. If CJ McCollum's back, eh, I don't know. But I just looked at my work schedule for Friday, and I'm going to be done uh, by 3 o'clock that day. So. If Markel is going to be in the building, there is a hundred percent chance that I will be there Friday. If that's the oh. case, I'll have to, I'll have to make it happen. I'll have mm-hmm. to make it happen as long as the magic let it happen. Right. I always have to ask him, "Hey guys, is it cool if I come through?" We'll see. We'll see how they feel about us this week. But um, that'd be great. I'd love to see Markel back uh, Friday because just the crowd I know is going to go crazy if he you know comes back and uh, checks into the game. But who knows? That might happen. That might not happen. I know the uh, Orlando Magic subreddit is getting uh, together on Sunday night. I bought my ticket for that game. I really wanted to go, but um, I'm not going to be able to make it, unfortunately. Mm. So, um, But those who are going to be there, I'll be there in spirit, and I hope you guys have an amazing time. But, yeah, um, I'm going to go 2-2. Two and two. I'm sticking to my guns. Um, that's more my heart speaking than my head. But, you know, sometimes uh, you just kind of got to let that happen. Real quick, Luke, before we go ahead and close this out, I want to give a special shout-out to our patrons. We have a brand-new patron, actually, Bailey. Uh, welcome to the family. Really, really appreciate your support. Thank you for listening. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you for your contribution. But also want to shout-out Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Keith Garcia, Zico, Carson Tulo, Nathan Lynn, Ellis, Jonathan Borges, Norm L., Magic Player History, and G. Ulio. And, again, shout-out Bailey, our newest patron. Really, really appreciate you. Luke, we got anything else this week? No, hopefully just a lot of dubs this week. Oh, man. I really, really hope so. It doesn't seem like uh sounds like Michael Carter-Williams' projection of J.I. coming back in January was... Uh, bad information. Was bad information. But, yeah, he's traveling with the team. He's back on the floor during you know, pregame warm-ups and whatnot, so that's pretty dope to see. And, yeah, let's get all these guys healthy and, and maybe start winning some games. Be nice, Luke. Yep. All right, folks. Well, for Luke Sylvia, this is Jonathan Osborne. You guys have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.